set starts. They are going to bring pressure again. Rodgers is going to roll away. Throws it up in the air. Says a prayer. And Chance does it. He's not Receivers get far enough down the field. Rodgers in trouble. It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. A game ender for the Packers. Giants looking for a stop. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, come, touchdown! Unbelievable! Man, who does that better than Aaron Rodgers? Welcome to the Rodgers Hail Mary podcast. My mission is to bring you weekly bold predictions for the Packers, the NFL, and maybe even once in a while a little college football. I am your host, Nathan Spooner, and I would like you to consider this thought. Bold predictions are kind of like Hail Marys. Sometimes you just have to throw them out there and pray they come to completion. The only difference is Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys are a little more accurate than my predictions. Well, what a week we had last week for the Packers against the Detroit Lions. And I don't care what anybody says about the ref situation. The Lions scored five field goals. Score more points and then we can talk. Got it? Our defense played great in that game. And so I don't really care about the ref situation. I've seen photos of Flowers' hand getting into Bakhtiari's face one time very quickly. Um, But regardless, score some points and then let's talk. The Packers scored touchdowns when it mattered. The Lions couldn't. End of story. Okay, so... Let's not focus on last week. It's a day before game day, and we're really only um, seven hours before game day at the time of this recording. So let's just quickly look at what's going on here. Uh, We're going to make this short and sweet since it is the day before game day, and uh, that way you have time to get in on this episode Devontae Adams has been ruled out for the game. Geronimo Allison has been upgraded to questionable. Packers signed free agent wide receiver Ryan Grant. And Alan Lazard looked like a breakout candidate on Monday Night Football last week. Darius Shepard did not look great on Monday Night Football. And then there's Jake Kumaro who has been Mr. Anonymous when he's gotten chances to show up on the field. And since I didn't even mention, that was our wide receiver breakdown for this week. And that's where we stand there in the wide receiver room. It's not ideal. Let's just say that. But the Raiders' defensive backfield is not ideal. So Aaron Rodgers has to throw to somebody, and I have faith 
And oh, I also skipped over Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has been limited in practice, and I would expect him to play unless there's something else about his ankle injury we're just not aware of. Um, where was I? The Raiders' defensive backfield is nothing to be afraid of, and Rodgers has to throw to somebody, and I, for one... Trust the guys that we have to be able to get the job done. Not to mention our tight end situation and our running back situation. I hope we can see more of Mercedes Lewis out there on the field. So Aaron Rodgers will be able to get the job done against this Raiders defense without question in my mind. Now, on the defensive side of things, the Raiders get rid of the ball very quickly, okay? So Derek Carr... When he drops back, he doesn't hold on to the ball very long. They're getting the ball out of his hand quickly, which doesn't allow for our defenses to get pressure on the quarterback or at least have those resultant sacks. So, on the other hand, the Raiders haven't faced really a staunch pass rush, at pass rush like the Packers, at least not one that has been producing like ours. They've gone up against the Broncos. What have the Broncos done in the pass rush, even with Von Miller and Nick Chubb, right? So ours has been producing, though. And so look for, even if we don't get the sacks, look for Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and the others to at least force some holding calls, hopefully, to put the Raiders' offense behind schedule and in similar ways to wreak havoc and to make an impact on this game. Also, if you didn't see, Coach Matt LaFleur asked Zedaria Smith not to celebrate after a sack, especially on after a third down play or a fourth down play because it takes up too much time trying to get the punt unit on or or the kick unit on or whatever's going on in the transition of things getting the offense out onto the field so we'll see what happens there um, that's just another an interesting thing that uh, I saw today so real quick then I think that what we have to look forward to here is an interesting matchup though we're gonna see um, a good, decent Raiders offense, especially Josh Jacobs, the rookie, who's an early rookie of the year candidate. We've struggled against the run, although the Lions didn't do particularly well against us running the ball. Trust me, I know I have Kerryon Johnson in a couple of my fantasy leagues, um, and I wasn't very happy with him. So i don't really know though necessarily think it's because the packers defense was really shutting down the run last week it's that the lions for some reason abandoned the run even though they were leading the entire game okay so that's just lions bled bad play calling so the raiders though and they and john gruden love to run the ball josh jacobs is looking great so far this year he's got 430 yards and four touchdowns through uh, five games. So that's nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty decent. Definitely on pace for a 1,000-yard year as a rookie. So before I get into any actual bold predictions, though, or scoring predictions, I should say, let me just tell you what I think 
we can look to ha- see happen here is for Aaron Rodgers to manage the game well, as he has been, not to throw any interceptions in this game again. And I say again, because really his two interceptions have not been of his fault. One was probably labeled a drop pass um, in the stats, but it was really a pass interference on Marquez Valdez-Gantling. And then it was a drop pass this past week um, with Darius Shepard. So those are Aaron Rodgers' two interceptions. I look, don't expect him to throw any interceptions against this Raiders defense. And look for Rodgers to be efficient as long as the guys catch the ball. If you take away the drop passes, I didn't look this up ahead of time, but if you take away the drop passes, I believe there are at least six dropped passes against the Lions. His efficiency goes way up. Okay, so that's why I don't pay attention to QBR, especially guys like Skip Bayless like to bring that up, that it was a terrible um, stat for Rodgers lately. And that doesn't account for the drop passes. The Yeah, he's got incompletions on his name. He's got an interception on his name because of drop passes. So get out of here with that. So Aaron Rodgers, look for him to be efficient. Look for him to throw for just over 200 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and then look for Aaron Jones to get into the running game back again this week. He had a rough week last week, so just look for him this week, I think, to be able to pick it back up and take over this game as well. It's a decent Raiders defense from what I understand against the run. And so this week, I expect Aaron Jones to break the 100-yard mark. Look for Jamal Williams to get into the mix, especially in the passing game. I really hope to see some really good creativity from LaFleur getting the running backs involved in this game, as well as Danny Vitale. Okay? I haven't seen too much of him yet. I said this last week, and I want to say it again this week. I want to see more Danny Vitale in the passing game. Why? I don't know. I think it would just be very beneficial to this team to get him involved to show more looks unless for some reason he's saving looks like that for the divisional gauntlet at the end of the season the last three weeks who knows so anyways then i fully expect alan lazard and mvs to play and those two guys to put up a good game so fingers crossed like I said, on the defensive side of things, though, the Raiders get rid of the ball pretty quick, so I don't expect too many sacks in this game from our guys. But let's go ahead and just say Zadari Smith gets a sack this week. Um, look for somebody to get an interception this week. Derek Carr's going to throw an interception, and he's not going to be able to beat us over the top, even if these guys can beat us. So even without Darnell Savage again this week, most likely, and even if a guy's open over the top. I don't really see Derek Carr getting the ball, being able to get the ball to him. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into our pick six segment. And let's say the Vikings and the Lions is our other big NFC North matchup. The Lions fell into last place in the division and the Vikings are in second place. And the Vikings are two and a half point favorites. On a noon game at Fox, so you can switch back and forth for that between the Packers 
game and the Vikings-Lions game as the Packers play on CBS at noon. And so I have this one going to the Lions. I like the Lions in this one. I don't know why, actually. I don't really have a good reason other than I'm just going to go with the Lions. And then look for that the, those three teams, other three teams to beat up on each other to make the way easier for the Packers. So the Lions being in last place, taking out the second place team. And then at the 325 Central Time on Fox, you got the Bears hosting the Saints. And the Bears are four-point favorites. But the Bears offense can't get anything done. I think that the Saints offense will be able to do pretty decent against this Bears defense. They are not as stout as last year. And so I'm going to call this one the Saints. The Saints are 5-1. The Bears are 3-2 in the middle of the division. They're third place in the division. So give this one to the Saints. Then for our third game, Eagles and Cowboys is a big Sunday night matchup in the NFC East with playoff implications as those two at 3-3 each are tied for first place in the NFC East. Cowboys are favored by two and a half. And I'm going to go ahead and give this one to the Eagles. The Cowboys are just not playing impressive football at all. The Eagles are playing mediocre. And they got shellacked by the Vikings last week. But I'm going to give this one to the Eagles. And so then that was our third game. So our... We're going to have to do a get out a little bit out of the NFC here. The next two um, picks with the Ravens and the Seahawks. Just the Seahawks being in the NFC. And that should be a really good game. The Seahawks are the home team. They are the 325 game as well on Fox. And uh, Seattle's favored by three points. And I'm going to go ahead and say that the Seahawks do win this game. And uh, beat the Ravens. Then the the other game is the Patriots and Jets. I want to go with that one. Get all the way in the AFC. The Patriots are favored by 10 points. They've been playing great. And they are going up against the Jets team that just beat the Cowboys, though. And the Jets are going to be feeling great about that. They're going to love it. But is it going to be enough to take down the mighty Patriots? Should I call this my bold prediction of the week on Monday Night Football? 10-point underdogs? Well, we did just, did just have a huge upset in college football. As Wisconsin, I think, was a 31-point underdog and lost to the Illinois fighting Illini. So what in the world is up with that garbage? Right? Badger fans? I mean, I'm not really a Badger fan. I'm a Big Ten fan, and I know that's not good for the Big Ten, really. So, uh Hey, anything's possible, right? Any given Sunday or Saturday in that case, or Monday in this case for the Patriots and Jets. Uh, but let's so yes, let's go ahead and make this my bold prediction. And I'm probably gonna be wrong, but I'm gonna go with the Jets. In fact, I know I'm gonna be wrong. Patriots are probably gonna win this, but my bold prediction officially is the Jets win this game. Jets are gonna win. Okay. They take this probably in the closing seconds. The 
Patriots defense, for some reason, can't hold Sam Darnold down as he looked great last week. And so, Jets take down the mighty Patriots. And this is probably the only loss the Patriots have all season. Maybe one other. All season. Now, looking at the Packers and the Raiders. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Packers don't lose this game. Did I have you there? Packers will win this game. It's at Lambeau. It's a noon game. CBS. Packers are favored by four and a half points. The Raiders did beat the Bears two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye now. But I don't think it's going to be enough. The Packers will be able to get the job done here. Our defense is just playing too good right now. And again, for another, like I said last week, every game except for one game so far, we have shut out teams for an entire two quarters. And in fact, let me just go back to that box score real quick for the Packers and Lions because I did not look this up before. But I'm going to go back to that real quick because that did not actually happen in this game. Wow. I remembered that wrong. So... The Lions scored 10 points in the first quarter, 3 points in the second quarter, 6 points in the third, and four point, 3 points in the fourth quarter. So we didn't shut the Lions out in any quarter this time, but what we did do was hold them to only one touchdown, and the rest of those trips were to field goals. The Lions had all the opportunity and could not capitalize. Our defense is playing great, and I look for them to play great again this week. So Packers win. And for score prediction, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Packers beat the Raiders 24-17. Scratch that. I'm going to go with 24-16. Packers beat the Raiders 24-16. 24-16 Packers beat the Raiders. Uh, so there you have it. There's our pick six segment. All right. If you made it this far into the episode I really appreciate it. And so I got some new news to share with you guys. And I am now using Anchor to distribute my podcast, which means I have a new voice message feature, which I will share in a link with the episode notes as well as on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at 12 Hail Mary. I also am trying to start up Instagram to try to get out the word more to more Packer fans. I would like your guys' help with that too. Um, I'm on Instagram. And that is Rogers Hail Mary Podcast is the handle there. So go over there and check it out. Follow me there and share it with your friends. Give us a five-star review. I am also now on with using Anchor. I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox. So just go and give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes If you really like this show, give us a good review and five stars. And then also, um, with Anchor, I have a new way to be able to communicate with you guys through those voice messages. So I really would like to get more of your guys' interaction. I don't want it to just be me on this show. So please, get involved, help me out, and then let's get some more fans involved in this and let's 
enjoy this great season so far that the Packers have had all together. Alright, so thanks for listening, and until next time, go Pack Go! Scott down on one knee, arm extended, here's the snap, placement made, kick is up, and it's good!